Welcome to the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour, bringing you honest talk, even when it bites. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of DogsInDanger.com, Alex Alexanian and Brenda Bush on AM 970, The Apple. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another hour of the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour. Brenda Bush is my co-host and my partner in crime here next to me. Hello, Brenda. Hello. And uh, I guess it's good afternoon. We have lots of stuff to cover, but I'm going to first of all talk about today's big topic, which is dogs in restaurants and cafes. Yes, we allow them in the cafes. Should they be there? Should they not be there? What's good about it? What's bad about it? Everybody has an opinion on this subject. I certainly have a huge opinion on this subject. Some of you last week might have thought, which which side is Alex on and which side is uh, Brenda on on the pets uh, neutering issues? And we're not even sure about that. But this one, we're absolutely sure which side we land on. And we're going to tell you a little bit down the road. If you can't figure it out by now, I'd be shocked. Um, but before we go in that direction, first of all, we have a poll going on. Brenda, tell us about the poll on Facebook. The poll on Facebook is um, how do you feel about dogs in outdoor cafes? We want to do a little informal poll. And right now it's overwhelmingly in support. No surprise there. People who have dogs love their dogs like kids and want to be able to take them with them uh, to, uh, to restaurants. So the poll is on live right now. Yeah. And 70, we're going to be announcing. 70 to 4 right now in support. So. 70 to 4. Yeah. So people on Facebook certainly want to have their dogs with them. Latte with Fido. <laughs> Sounds good to me. But we have some breaking news, so we're not going to do our usual chat session, even though I enjoy it so much. We're going to move to a very big piece of news that happened in New York State, and I guess it applies to New York State, and we'll uh, tell you about what's going on in the country on an overall basis. The governor of New York, uh, Governor Patterson, vetoed a bill just this week, actually on Thursday, which was a shock to all of us. This was a bill that had passed the New York State Senate by huge majorities and uh, the New York State Assembly by a huge majority. And the, the, basically the premise of the bill is to require municipally funded shelters, meaning shelters that accept taxpayer funds, to report accurately, require them mm-hmm. to report accurately how many dogs they took in, how many cats they took in, how many they released, how many they adopted, and how many they killed. So that's it. That's the, it's right. a very short bill. Actually, we have the, the bill. The actual bill is up on our website, and the governor's veto document is there. I want to introduce you guys to Nathan Winograd, and this is a new segment that we're going to introduce when we have breaking news. We're going to call it Nathan in the Trenches. Some of you that don't know Nathan Winograd, he's a noted attorney in California. He's a, a tremendous leader of the no-kill movement, a spokesperson, somebody we uh, honor quite a bit, and we're proud to have him with us this morning to talk about this, or this afternoon to talk about this. Uh, I'm going to put Nathan on in a second. Nathan, are you there? I'm here. Hello, Nathan. Terrific. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's my pleasure. You also forgot to mention that I am a former animal control director f- uh, from New York State. Yes, that's right. So that gives him the inside edge on New York <laughs> comments. Mm-hmm. Nathan, your credentials are, are so illustrious that I have difficulty keeping track of it all. Thank you so We much. just call you the no-kill guru. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nathan, tell us as quickly as you can what this bill was about so we can talk about why the governor ended vetoed up vetoing it. this thing. 
ultimately, uh, the bill was uh, an attempt uh, to mandate uh, transparency uh, among shelters, as you mentioned, Alex, that receive uh, uh, taxpayer funding, uh, specifically state funding, uh, and it would have required them uh, to post uh, how many animals they take in, adopt, and how many animals they kill. Uh, because they are being funded uh, by taxpayers, the idea was one, taxpayers should have a right to know how their tax dollars are being spent, and two, for someone who might be in the unfortunate situation where they are thinking about surrendering their animals to, to a shelter, they should know what the likelihood of that animal being killed is. Pretty common sense. Uh, it is pretty common sense, and it, it, it essentially was incredibly uh, uh, non-controversial uh, from the standpoint of good government, from the standpoint of transparency, from the standpoint of democracy, and, and uh, from anyone who cared about animals. And uh, what, what, what is controversial, what is very shocking, is that uh, the organizations that had a hand in uh, convincing the governor to 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 kill this bill uh, were those organizations that you would think uh, would be at the forefront of this, uh, uh, namely a state coalition of uh, shelters in New York State and very specifically the ASPCA. Nathan, uh, let me set the, the groundwork right up on this. So this thing goes to the Assembly, passes by an 80% margin, goes to the Senate. From what I, what I was able to gather, it basically passes the Senate on a voice vote, and correct me if I'm wrong, so it has huge majorities, veto override kind of majorities. Goes to the nobody expects the, the the governor to veto it. Suddenly last week we get a veto, and I we have the veto as I said up on the website. And I want to read one sentence um, and ask you to to comment about this. One sentence from the actual veto document to government, and here it is: This level of information has the potential to reduce community sympathy, resulting in fewer adoptions and greater euthanasia. This level of information is referring to the level of information, the reporting requirements. What do you make of this? Well, uh, first of all, it, it's nonsense. I mean, basically what the ASPCA is arguing, and that is the ASPCA's argument, is that by being honest with the public about the killing that they do, uh, the public uh, will, will uh, be less sympathetic to shelters. Now, in one sense, that might be true, uh, but if, if they're sympathetic to shelters now, it's, it's because the public doesn't know uh, what is happening behind uh, closed doors, and because they are paying for it, they have a right to know. Uh, in reality, what this bill would have done, Alex, is uh, is by, by forcing uh, shelters to be truthful with the public, it would have created an incredible incentive uh, to actually do better. And, and the million-dollar question is, is, why is the ASPCA, an organization that was founded to save the lives of animals, to advocate for animals, why has its mission become nothing more than protecting poorly performing kill shelters and to shield those shelters from public accountability? That, that is really the great tragedy here, uh, beyond the fact uh, that it just means animals continue to be killed and the public doesn't get to know about it. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. And, you know, all I can say is when I read the governor's veto, which is very short, you know, very brief comment, it just struck me, Nathan, when did it become okay in America to lie to the public? When did it become the status quo? When did I blink and did something happen that it became okay to the lie to the public so that you can get an end to the means? Well, you know, there's an old saying, uh, where there is no insight, the people perish. 
uh, and, and there's truth there. Uh, but here, uh, on top of uh, the people, uh, y you know, um, uh, being misled and being lied to, uh, uh, and, ha and having this killing continue, not only in their name, but with their hard-earned dollars, the animals are the ones that ultimately uh, pay, pay the price here uh, with their continued killing. Look, there's no doubt that there were some problems with this bill. It should have applied to all shelters in the state. Uh, the, the reporting should have been posted uh, online and in the lobby of the shelter where it's most likely to be seen. But that's not uh, what the ASPCA was arguing. And in fact, it was a foot in the door. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, we could have built uh, on the success of this bill uh, and to show how, uh, by being honest with the public in terms of the number of animals adopted uh, and killed, uh, it created an incentive for shelters to do better. And we could have used that success uh, to come back uh, in the coming years uh, to make it apply to all shelters, and that would have been a tremendous win for the taxpayers of New York State, for the animals of New York State, and, of course, for the animals themselves. Well, there, there are a lot of people um, here in New York and around the country that are very upset with this, and I think that there, uh, there's, there's some talk going on of, uh, of an override, of an attempt at an override of this veto because they're so upset about it. Well, that would be uh, good news, uh, Brenda. And, uh, you know, over the, the last year, there have been several attempts uh, to make New York State animal shelters uh, more animal-friendly and more people-friendly and more innovative and progressive and, and geared to a life-saving rather than killing, which uh, sadly is the norm not just uh, uh, in your state but all across the country. Uh, and, and sadly, it seems that every corner uh, when these uh, attempts are made to save more animals uh, and to make our shelters more progressive, it's the ASPCA that has been the agency uh, uh, blocking that success. And of course, uh, I'm not just talking about this bill, but I'm also talking about Oreo's Law, uh, which you covered right. uh, on your permission. And hopefully, we're going to have uh, we're going to have you back uh, shortly. Uh, when I say shortly, we're going to have you back on yeah, another show so we can talk more scoodle. in depth because we're going to have to uh, move on now to our next segment. But thank you so much for joining us, Nathan. Always thank and you, Nathan. We'll have you back soon. Thank you again. Uh, next, we have our uh, one of our featured dogs of the day today, sponsored by Mary Jo. Thank you, Mary Jo, for giving this dog a little extra exposure on the radio hour. It's Urgent Howie at the Vermilion Parish in Kaplan, Louisiana. They have so many, many urgent dogs in Louisiana. Oops, sorry about that, folks. We're just about to move out. Um, I'm going to cover um, Urgent Howie a little bit later in the show so everybody hears all about it because we're going to have to go to break now. We'll be back. More of the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour is on the way on AM 970, The Apple. When we first started thinking about dogs in danger, we had one overriding thought. Millions of innocent dogs were being killed in shelters each year in this country. And we realized there was no way for the public to know just which dogs were going to die and when. That's when the light bulb went on. So we created DogsInDanger.com, where every dog gets a last chance at life. The good public embraced the idea, and 40,000 dogs are alive today, bringing joy to families and children everywhere. In today's economy, it's hard for anyone to part with their money. But Dogs in Danger need your help to keep saving lives. If you believe, like we do, that needless killing is morally wrong, then do something about it. Please go to DogsInDanger.com and make a tax-deductible donation. Just $18 per month will help us continue our life-saving mission. Donate to DogsInDanger.com and do something good for your soul. What does this administration think of you? 
Hugh Hewitt can sum it up. They are living in the Manhattan Beltway media bubble, and they have no idea what you think or you believe. They don't have any idea what you think or you believe about taking over GM. About Obamacare. About raising taxes in 2011 or spending $850 billion on pork barrel. About Iran, about Iraq, about Afghanistan. They don't care. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weeknights at 6 on the Talk of New York. AM 970. The Apple. Did you know that if you're a woman over 40, you need to work out at least an hour a day just to maintain your current weight? An hour at the gym every day without losing a pound? That's ridiculous. Hi, I'm Steve Bostic, president of Right Size Smoothies, and when I heard that, I was shocked because I know that if you feed your body right, you can lose weight in no time. That's why I'm going to let anyone who calls today try my patented weight loss smoothies free for two full weeks. I'll even personally guarantee that you'll see the weight fall right off or you'll never pay for the smoothies. For your free two-week trial, call now, 1-800-900-0805. And now I've made my smoothies even better because if you're one of the first 100 callers, you'll not only receive a free two-week trial, you'll also receive my revolutionary blender bottle absolutely free. To be one of the first 100 callers, call 1-800-900-0805. That number again is 1-800-900-0805. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. What are the seven reasons President Obama has lost the confidence of America? The answer to that question and many, many more can be found in Town Hall magazine. Town Hall is the magazine for conservatives that actually delivers the fresh, intelligent reporting that other magazines promise but don't deliver. Log on to townhallmagazine.com and find out why it's the fastest-growing conservative magazine around. And take advantage of the special offer with your subscription. For fresh, intelligent reporting without the mainstream media spin, log on to townhallmagazine.com and subscribe today. Townhallmagazine.com. Barkable Radio, the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour on AM 970, The Apple. Here are your hosts, Alex and Brenda. We're back live from the studios of WNYM in New York City. So that was quite troubling, Brenda. I have to tell you that that when I read that veto and when I read the sentencing in it, I was just just flabbergasted. It's the only word I can come up with. I don't know. Maybe you have a better adjective. No, I'm still upset, and I'm thinking about moving out of New York, quite frankly. Not that that helps the animals in New York. I'm just so angry about it. Let me ask you something. Would you take me with you? <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole studio, everybody's raising their hands. They all want to go with you. They all want to go. Uh, let's switch topics and maybe we'll uplift ourselves and find some humor in the next topic because I found no humor in the last one. The Dogs in Danger is going to be talking about dogs in restaurants and cafes. That's the subject du jour. Um, so just to set the background before we take our next guest, I want to read you. We reached out to the New York City Department of Health, which controls things like dogs being allowed into restaurants, and they refused to come. They said they were unavailable. However, they did send us a little snippet of what the law is, a summary of the law, and I'm going to read it to you. Basically says live animals are not allowed in food service establishments, parentheses, except for edible fish, selfish, or crustaceans by the New York City Health Department. So they're not allowed unless you plan to eat them, apparently. Well, what it really says is that you are welcome to come into the restaurant with your lobster <laughs> in tow. <you> know. <laughs> okay, but, get on track, Alex. But don't bring Fido. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, but across, I mean, uh, seriously, across the country, there's a, a growing number of uh, of jurisdictions who are choosing to, um, you know, honor the, the, the people who want to bring their animals with them. And um, 
And so yeah, that's what it's we're all over the about. place. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here to talk about today. It's sort of sweeping the country right now. It's a hot issue in a lot of places, Texas, California, Florida, New York. And uh, I just have a list here. I mean, uh, for example, Carmel, California, North Carolina, the entire state, San Antonio, Texas, Washington, D.C., the entire state of Florida, Chicago. You can bring your dog and have a little latte, latte with him. Some of them, yeah, I mean, some Westchester of them are actually County. going out of their way to encourage it by having, um, you know, special doggy menus, uh, doggy happy hours, you know, that sort of thing. And, uh, and so, so what's the rule in Westchester County where uh, we happen to live? Brenda? Yeah, uh, pets are not allowed in food establishments. Yeah, well, actually, I have been kicked out of uh, Westchester County outdoor restaurants. Not a pleasant experience. Yeah. So let's bring on our next guest. Our next guest is Timna Lee of Tribeca Soho Animal Hospital. She's the lead veterinarian at Tribeca Soho, a major animal hospital in the city. And we're going to talk to her about the, one of the main issues of this whole thing, which is health concerns. Hold on one second. Hello? Dr. Lee, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, yes. absolutely. You're on the air live. How are you guys? Terrific. How are you? I'm pretty well right now. That's Very wonderful. excited to be on. Yeah, it's a b- glorious day to- Yes, it is. Beautiful Great day to have your dog out in an outdoor cafe in New York. I mean, I think it's silly that people are even trying to think about passing this law or if they've passed it in certain areas. It's, it's absolutely silly. I've talked to a bunch of veterinary friends of mine that live in Manhattan, and they were like, well, we would never go to those places that don't have the, you know, to allow our dogs to actually sit there with us while we're eating our meals outside because that's the whole allure to, you know, an outdoor cafe. You can bring your whole family, dogs, kids, mm-hmm. every, excuse so, me, everything, and it doesn't matter. Um, let, me, let me ask you, Dr. Lee, I yeah. mean, since we're speaking on the medical side of the issue here, just how dangerous is it that my dog joins me at an outdoor cafe? Can you lay out the, 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 the broad outline? I would say there's no risk whatsoever. I would be very shocked if anybody said anything other than that medically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my you know, dog I mean, sits next to me at home at dinner, and I haven't caught exactly. anything from him yet. Exactly. And, I mean, they're not in the actual food service area where, you know, potentially a hair could get in the food. The food's already out in front of you. And if you bring your dog out there, you're probably already eating, you know, like so much anything, or all the hair anyway. Right. It's, um, you know, you're used to sitting them, like you said, at dinner. Um, I mean, we're not talking about having dogs in the, in the kitchen, where they're yeah. preparing food. We're talking about allowing dogs in yeah. outside area, mm-hmm. patio mm-hmm. areas where... Uh, so yeah. there, there's really, in your opinion, there's really minimal medical risk to humans. Minimal to nothing. To nothing medical risk to humans. Yeah. Okay, that's just, you know, us humans getting something from the dog, and you're saying there's really no risk in that. Prob- nothing. Probably I mean, more risk from um, getting sneezed on by the person sitting next to you. <laughs> right. Now, what, exactly. now exactly. what risk does the dog take in coming <laughs> to a restaurant where all these humans are sitting? Um, they probably have more of a risk because all the food is dropped on the ground and they can get, you know, um, gastroenteritis, you know, vomiting, diarrhea, upset tummies, things like that from the food that's dropped on the ground. So there's probably more risk to them than to the humans. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion? I mean, just as a canvassing, uh, tool, what's your opinion? Are most vets against or for or against this vets? Um, out of the vets that I spoke with in, you know, the past week or so, um, I think they're basically against uh, the law of basically not allowing pets into outdoor cafes. Um, they're against the law. So they're against it. You mean they would support allowing dogs in cafes? Yes. Right. They would. Mm-hmm. They would. They would support the dogs right. you know, sitting right next to us, whatever it happens to be. And all the vets uh, at your hospital, which is a leading hospital in New York, 
feel the same way? I believe so. The ones that I spoke to, yes. The ones that aren't already on vacation, yes. And it's funny because, you know, Manhattan is known as being such a dog-friendly place. And, they, you know, you walk around New York in the summertime and you find people all the time with their dogs in outdoor cafes. Exactly. But 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 um, but they're actually all um, breaking the law unless they have a variance that we don't know about. They're actually breaking the law. But So yeah. we're not going to name any of them because we frequent them and support yes, them and exactly. we don't want to get like, them in trouble. And, and Dr. Lee, what's your opinion about lobsters coming into places to eat? Um, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of odd, but <laughs> I, I quoted you exactly uh, what they wrote to us. What's there? Well, that's because they have to allow for exception to have the animals that yep. people intend to eat. That's why that's there, Alex. Doctor Lee, we we promised last week that we're going to take a few phone calls, okay? And sure. we have the phones are ringing here. We're going. I see here on my board that Carrie from Pets Alive, our good friend Perry from Carrie from Pets Alive, is on. So I'm going to punch her in. Hold on one second, okay? We're going to attempt to punch her in. Carrie? Well, that's better than punching me out. <laughs> You're on the air live, You're Carrie. on the air live, Carrie. Welcome. Well, you know, as a shelter manager, I would like to say that, you know, so many less animals would wind up in shelters if they could. There'd be less separation anxiety if they could go out with their owners. Right. They'd be better socialized with people, so you'd have less aggression issues. They'd be better socialized with other dogs because they're interacting with them. And this would be such a good thing for dogs on a, on a whole and not just for the people, because it's also been shown that when you're with your dog, your temper, you have less temper flare-ups, you're calmer, you're more easygoing, right. and you're more social. You meet more people than you would meet. I mean, in California, they even have rent-a-dog, where they rent dogs to single men and women so they can go out and walk in the park, and wow. people stop to talk to them. So I think that this is just such a great thing, and it would really even help a, a lot of dogs from winding up in shelters if they were better socialized in this manner. Well, that sounds great. Do you have a question for do- uh, Dr. Lee? No, I didn't have a question. I just wanted to make a comment to just sort of support of this kind of law. Well, thank you for calling in to telling, and telling us that. Are you, are you still on with us, Dr. Lee? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, now let me ask you another. Uh, thank you very much, Carrie. That was great. Uh, again. Hello? I think we just lost Dr. Lee, and we just lost our guest. Um, so, well, we messed up that board. We just messed up that board. That's okay. Sorry Fortunately, about- <laughs> we got to hear Carrie's comment, and we also got to uh, ask the questions of Dr. Lee. So I, I think we're good there. If Dr. Lee had anything else, she's welcome to call us back. But I think we can uh, yeah, we abs- can move on on that. Um, I, and, and I absolutely agree with with Carrie's statement, which is if we, you know, in, in Europe, this dogs are allowed all over in cafes, and they don't have nearly the problems that Americans seem to be worried about here. And the dogs are, you know, well socialized, and they're used to being in these public places. And I think Dr. Lee's back on the line as well. Okay. Dr. Lee, you're back? Hi, this is Dr. Lee. Sorry Hi. about that. Sorry about that. Oh, it's it was, okay. We cut you off. It was a costume malfunction. I'm holding it against you guys, I promise. <laughs> so, um, so I was just continuing to talk about this. Um, there's the second category of concerns that people have, uh, and what, one of them is obviously health issues, you know, dog this and that in my food. The second one is dog-to-dog aggression. So that's an area I think that you could also uh, shed some light on us. What's, uh, what's your opinion about dog-to-dog aggression and violent things happening? I mean, it's probably very rare, and like in the outdoor cafes, um, because most of the time, you know, those dogs are usually more social. Um, they're sitting out there. They're usually more relaxed. They're, they're waiting for the owners. The owners know they, they can already do this with their pets. 
because um, they've been doing it for an extended period of time. Right. Um, I mean, I think most people know um, the behavior to expect from their dogs. And, exactly. And for the most part, people who have dogs who are going to have issues with food or other dogs are not going to be, you know, they sort of self-select out. Exactly. Um, exactly. They're not going to be the people there with that mean you know, whatever right. it is, the meme right. lab, even though that's unheard of, you know, um, you know, sitting there growling at the passersby or about other dogs, you know, walking by. Right. It's going to be the people that have the really friendly pets that are usually going to be on those right. outdoor cafes. And if there are some bad dogs, they get kicked out, just like right. bad people. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you very much, Dr. Lee. We're going to have to take a station break now. We'll be right back with more of the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour. Thank you again. More of the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour is on the way on AM 970, The Apple. The News, AM 970, The Apple. It's 72 degrees under sunny skies in New York. Hundreds walked from Midtown to Ground Zero to remember Father Michael Judge Sunday, the FDNY chaplain killed on September 11, 2001. Glenn Schuck reports. After a mass at St. Francis Church, hundreds walking to Ground Zero to remember Father Michael Judge. Among them... Fire Commissioner Sal Cassano, a longtime friend. Well, I always remember Father Mike would say, uh, Andrew's in trouble, but he's a good boy. Please, can you see him? He was such a forgiving person. Uh, he saw the best in everybody. And I th- Cassano hopes the focus of this coming week is not on the Ground Zero mosque controversy, but on those who died nine years ago. My, my concern is forgetting what happened on September 11th. I think that's what we should concentrate on, what happened, and make sure it never happens again. Glenn Schucht on Father Michael Judge Way near 7th Avenue. A man is fighting for his life after being struck by a hit-and-run driver in Queens. The incident happened around 2 a.m. at Jamaica Avenue and 85th Street. Witnesses say after the 45-year-old victim was struck, a dark SUV fled the scene. The victim is in critical condition at Jamaica Hospital. In sports, the Yankees and Blue Jays are just underway in the Bronx. The Mets play the Cubs in Chicago later at 2.20 this afternoon. Right now, eastbound on the Grand Central Parkway at 111th Street, an accident there has the right lane blocked. Over in New Jersey, northbound 287 after exit 37, an accident blocks a lane. And at the Hudson River Crossing, delays at the Lincoln Tunnel inbound of about 25 minutes. Outbound, you're fine. Holland Tunnel inbound delays 25 minutes and 1915 minutes from the turnpike. Outbound, no delays. And at the George Washington Bridge, upper level delays inbound 25 minutes. Lower level, minor delays. Outbound, no problem. The weather mostly sunny today. Look for highs in the upper 70s. Clear skies tonight, lows near 60. Monday, Labor Day, sunny skies with highs in the lower 80s. AM 970, The Apple is New York City's fastest-growing talk radio station. Check out Curtis Lee with Tuesday morning on your drive to work and find out why. I'm Ed Kalecki on the Talk of New York on AM 970, The Apple. Here's a bone health tip from Sally Field. It helps to eat plenty of calcium-rich foods like yogurt, spinach, or cheese. But you need more than calcium and vitamin D and exercise to keep your bones strong. Once monthly, Boniva works with your body to help stop and reverse bone loss. So ask your doctor about Boniva today. Boniva is a 150-milligram prescription tablet for postmenopausal osteoporosis. See our ad in Weight Watchers. Don't take Boniva Ibandronate Sodium if you have problems with your esophagus, low blood calcium, severe kidney disease, or can't sit or stand for at least one hour. Follow dosing instructions carefully. Stop taking Boniva and tell your doctor if you have difficult or painful swallowing, chest pain, or severe or continuing heartburn, as these may be signs of serious upper digestive problems. If jaw problems or severe bone, joint, and or muscle pain develop, tell your doctor. You've got one body and one life, so ask your doctor if Boniva can help you stop losing and start reversing. 
To get one month free and more bone health advice, visit bonivatips.com or call 1-888-7-BONE-TIPS. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The new movie, Eat, Pray, Love, illustrates the most glaring blind spot in contemporary pop culture. The film follows a divorcee played by Julia Roberts as she learns to love eating in Italy, learns to pray at an Indian ashram, and learns to love again with a handsome Brazilian in Bali. The sections about food and romance are vivid and lively, but the middle segment about spirituality falls completely flat. You never learn a thing about the deep guru teachings that supposedly inspire her. Of course, it's far easier to depict food and sex on screen than to portray religiosity. That's a big problem in a society that spends so much time watching screens of various kinds. In a purely visual culture, it's very difficult to communicate the huge importance of spiritual truths that remain unseen. I'm Michael Medved. Town Hall Magazine is full of the fresh, thoughtful, conservative reporting you need in this all-important election year. If you're not already subscribing, log on to townhallmagazine.com today. Townhallmagazine.com. Throw your friend a bone. It's more of a Dogs in Danger Radio Hour on AM 970, The Apple. Here are your hosts, Alex and Brenda. Welcome back. It's Alex and Brenda with the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour from the studios of WNYM in New York City. Uh, we're going to move on to our next sequence, still in the same subject, dogs in restaurants and cafes. And we're going to introduce Mike and Alicia, Alicia Love. I'm sorry about that. Mike and Alicia Love. Hello. How are you? Hi. And uh, Mike and Alicia have been kind enough to join us in our studios. They're live with us. But first, before we shoot over to the, to the discussion there, I'm going to take a phone call from Kathleen, who's been waiting on the lines from Pennsylvania. Um, let's put Kathleen on right now. Kathleen, are you on the phone? I am. Hello, Alex. Hello, Brenda. Hello. Hi. You're live on the air. Kathleen, do you have a question for us on the subject? Well, I don't have an actual question, but I did did do some research on your subject, and I found that there's a model in Minneapolis that was uh, enacted in 2008 under the Minneapolis Code of Ordinances, Chapter 235, that says dogs are allowed in restaurants with outdoor areas, and they must have a sign that's posted that designates you know, like a dog walk area, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. have a dog but, sitting area. But that's just for Minneapolis, am I correct? Right, but it's a good model to try to to follow. Uh, well, you know what? That's an excellent point. We've seen actual legislation in entire states such as Florida, North Carolina. Uh, the entire state is dog-friendly. Washington, D.C., what's wrong with New York State? Yeah, across the country, I think they're trying to uh, to have model legislation like the one you're talking about there, and uh, and and hopefully after hearing this today, those who are wondering how to do it or, or want to do it, whether they're restaurant owners or people who just want to go with their dogs, um, are, are going to have some avenue by which they can try to get uh, approval for this, because the states do actually have um, the ability to to write their own code on this. That's correct. That's correct. And this is a great time for me to introduce to again. For the second time, Mike and Alicia Love of Coffee Lab Roasters in Tarrytown, New York. Welcome for the second time. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, so Mike and Alicia, tell us, um, top level, tell us why Coffee Lab's Roasters is basically a poster child story for dogs in cafes. Just lay it out to us why you're here. Uh, basically, we opened, the, we opened our cafe and coffee roasting business seven years ago with the name Coffee Lab's Roasters because our dogs drank coffee. Wait, so, wait! Your dogs drank coffee. Yeah, it was just not the humans, just the dogs. They yeah. would be, they would be labs. I'm guessing. Did you let the humans <laughs> yeah, drink we coffee had three too? Three Labradors. <laughs> um, 
We should have asked Dr. Lee about uh, dogs drinking coffee, but we didn't ask that question. <laughs> so continue. Well, we just figured it would be a great play on words. Right. We're roasting coffee and we allow dogs, so coffee labs. And uh, that's really how it went. We love dogs. I spent time in Europe. I, I just – you can bring your dogs everywhere, and your animals are part of your family. and. Right. Why not bring them? Kind of just made sense, right? And how long ago yeah. was this again that you started this policy? Uh, seven years from day one. From day one you started well, this policy. And it didn't take long for dog owners across the county to know that Coffee Labs was a place you could go with your dogs. And Absolutely. we all loved it. I mean, I've been there with my dogs, and I know plenty of other people have too. So, um, so it, it how, long, how long did you go with this policy, people just cruising in with their dogs and having their lattes and leaving? How long did that policy run? Seven years. Seven years, the whole period. Yeah. Okay. So in the entire seven-year period that you had Coffee Labs, ro- Coffee Labs rosters open, did, when did you have any problems or any kind of problems? Did you have any problems? When were they and what were they? With dogs. No, we've yeah. actually had no complaints, county, uh, municipality. Or state. Or state. Nothing. There's been not one complaint filed. There's been incidents. Such as? Small little incidents where a little puppy has gone to the bathroom, it's been cleaned up immediately, sanitized, mm-hmm. and then out. Um, everyone understands who comes there that they're supposed to have trained, leashed dogs. How often does that happen? It's happened twice in seven years. Oh, my God. That's incredible. I think it's happened more than that in my house. <laughs> that's incredible. Twice in seven years. That's amazing. Yeah, those are great, great that, odds. How about, how about dogs getting at, going after each other? Uh, no. That's mm. not happened. That's not happened in seven years? No. Okay. That, how about humans getting terrible, terrible diseases that only canine monsters carry? Never. <laughs> never happened either. Nothing. Wait. So let me get this straight. No diseases to humans. No dogs eating each other up. And no, um, I mean, just two instances of an accident of nature. Yes. That's it. In That's seven it. years. Seven years. Okay. So then what happened? Uh, then we got a, our health inspector came in and said, basically handed us a letter. was not a violation, not a, anything, just said, you cannot allow dogs in your establishment. We have word that you allow dogs in your establishment, and if you are, you cannot. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you will face mm-hmm. whatever. Now, was that the first time the health inspector came to your establishment? For, for dogs. That. They come dogs, on a regular yeah. basis for the So it's regular a different checkup. health inspector for dogs than for no. food? So. Same no. exact person. Same guy. So he just sort of changed hats for this particular instance, and he attacked the dog issue. They'd never seen the dog. There's just not that many people. There are not that many dogs coming in. They mostly come on their walk, get a cup of coffee, and keep walking. Those okay. that are well behaved stay. But mm-hmm. I guess we were lucky in seven years. They never. We were never had a violation from them. So they basically said cease and desist. Yes. And how long ago was that? Six months. Seven months. January, since January. So where does it all stand Well, wait, now? and did you follow their instructions? Did you stop accepting dogs? Yes. Allowing dogs? You did? Yeah. Okay. And, that and must have hurt. Yeah, Turned away a lot did. of people, right? Yeah. I was one yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> and where does it stand right now? Uh, it stands kind of in limbo. We've got some good response from the health department, Westchester Health Department, um, the board of directors. We've been very upfront with them, and they've been pretty much – up front with us, and we're just basically waiting on the uh, commissioner, Dr. Archibald, to 
make a decision. So we're hoping by the end of the summer there'll be a decision made for an annual variance because we're low risk. We're not – we don't have uh, per se a kitchen as a restaurant would. We serve baked goods, coffee. The extent of food preparation goes to buttering or cream cheese bagels. And even that is not tolerable for Westchester County. As far as the law written. Right. So, yes. So, so do these guys admit to you in private? Now, let's, let's get down, you know, down and dirty here. Do they admit to you in private how ludicrous the law is and that they're forced to follow ridiculous laws? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go a different way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they do realize that they're setting precedent here. Yeah, they yeah, definitely. They and I think they're right now, they're in a the process of really kind of determining how to lay it out, what types of guidelines. Right. So, And maybe they can, they can look to some of those other um, model states that are doing such things and doing it successfully and just putting requirements. I'm assuming that if the county was to give you certain requirements or re- said you need to get a permit in order to do this and you needed to you know, restrict dogs to certain areas or you needed to have hand sanitizers on the table, whatever it is they want, that you guys would probably be willing yeah. to do that to get your customers and get your customers back. Wow. Um, has your business gone up or down since you six months ago since you stopped taking dogs? We've lost a couple of regulars that came with with their dogs, but it's it's hard to say a little a little bit down. I don't you know there's some regulars I just don't see as much you know right mm-hmm. and you have other customers that have sort of accepted the fact that they can't bring the dog and they still come in. Yes. Yeah. You say that with an I, you're nodding your head sort of most of the grudgingly. Pre- most of the people brought their dogs regular, really wanted to do it, and right. they would come and sit with their dog, and it was like very as relaxing for them. And so now maybe they come once or twice a week and pick up a coffee, and they're <laughs> waiting. They're all <laughs> everyone's waiting. Oh, yeah. On a daily basis, people are asking us, "Can the dogs come? Yeah, back what's yet? up? There's dogs tied to the tree, and the benches out front, right. and." So it's a little different because they actually can come inside. We're not an outdoor seating area, so that makes it a little different. So people right. are having to park their dogs outside now. Right. Yes. In order to come in, they can't hang out inside. That's a shame. So, so what about the Westchester and Terrytown communities? Have they done anything? Have they come out for you? Are they doing something? Oh, it's, Tell us it's about it. Westchester, Terrytown, Sleepy Hollow, people all over Westchester County. We had a petition allowed, dog, you know, I want to go back to coffee labs. We had over 2,000 signatures. People came from all over. Some people came from the city. Some people came outside of Westchester. It was just amazing the show of support that we got for it. So that was Mm -hmm. 2,000 signatures, and we have over 600 people on the Facebook group. So it's been a huge outcry. Wow. Lots of support there. And I'm willing to bet, you know, as a dog owner that lives in that county, um, that there are other restaurant, uh, outdoor cafe and coffee house owners um, who would be ready to put their permit in, uh, put their application in for a permit to allow dogs in outdoor cafes. There are a few places now that are doing it under the radar. Um, We're not going to name those because, again, we go there and we don't want to get them into trouble. Um, But uh, we're hoping that Westchester County jumps on the bandwagon with the other um, municipal, you know, places across the country that are doing this successfully and, and finds a way to make it happen, you know, satisfy public safety and still let people go, you know, places with this. You know, I'm, I'm going to read you a couple of uh, comments that our research assistant, Adam, uh, went out there on the, on the net oh, and found out about these. Ones, these yeah. are interesting, mm-hmm. interesting comments. Um, the first one is from somebody called Beijing Bean Counter, whoever that gentleman is or lady. Dogs should only be allowed in restaurants here in Atlanta 
if they are grilled, steamed, baked, or bar- barbecued like they are in Beijing. That's terrible. Dude, that's rough. That's rough. That's a rough one, eh? That's a rough one. Now, this, the next one is a lot better, easier on the skin. Um, I will take a well-behaved dog t- to an ignorant human with a cell phone any day. That's from Noel. Okay, so which way do you go for a good dog or a guy with a well, cell phone? And I've left restaurants because of screaming children that were misbehaving. I've never left a restaurant because of a dog. An outdoor cafe. I mean, where dogs are allowed, and there are dogs. I've, I have yet to leave one because of bad dog behavior. Alice Heather said, I completely agree that some dogs are better behaved than children. I do not have either, but I am paying for my meal, and I want to eat it without sneezing or listening to loud barking or screaming. So right. let me in peace. What do you think about that, this comparison of the dogs and children? I guess... Uh you're stupefied, huh? I'm kind of stupefied <laughs> on that. I would definitely say that. I, I think it's more uh, me being a dog. If I had to take a position, which I definitely do, I stand more of a chance getting sick from an infant coughing and catching germs that way than a dog. So I'm not really sure. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. And if you don't like how I felt about it, if you don't like animals, if you don't like dogs – then there's so many other places to go. Right. Please, I, I don't... At the discretion of the owner of the establishment, I wow. think. And, and if well, you don't like and children? And well-behaved. And well-behaved. You know, <laughs> be a little more practical and reasonable like Chuck the Europeans are. We're going to have to go as you hear the background music. We'll be back soon after a break. More of the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour is on the way on AM 970, The Apple. Dogs in Danger is an award-winning charity that has turned the animal world on its head. It's the last chance for dogs waiting on death row in shelters across the country. They tell the public what dog is where and how many days they have before being killed. Then, caring people like you go and save the poor dog and bam, you have a new best friend and a happy family. Dogs in Danger has done this over 40,000 times in just two and a half years. Wow. Now you can help Dogs in Danger spread the word and save even more lives. Your donation is 100% tax deductible. So what are you waiting for? Go to dogsindanger.com and click the donate button. Just $18 a month will make them reach farther and help end the killing of our furry friends www.dogsindanger.com Then click donate and do something good for your soul. The biggest change in world history in the last 500 years without doubt is the emergence of the United States of America out of nowhere. But was it an accident? A special broadcast, God's Hand on America, Monday on the Medved Show. And there are so many haunting coincidences in American history, or are they part of some bigger plan? We'll talk about that special broadcast Labor Day, God's Hand on America, on the Medved Show. Weekday afternoons at 3, a.m. 970, the Apple. Have you heard? Proactive is new and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway announcement. Do you have troubled skin, acne? Well, we're going to prove to you once and for all that Proactive works because we're going to let a million people try new Proactive risk-free and also receive our legendary refining mask and green tea moisturizer free if you call right now. You heard it. Be one of the first callers. Call 1-800-489-2164. That's 1-800-489-2164.
Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. An innocent life can be tragically changed forever in an instant because of someone else's carelessness or indifference. Some people say personal injury law is all about the money. Well, they're right. At the Sanders Law Firm, it's about money to restore a beautiful young girl's face destroyed by a drunk driver. It's about money for three young boys and their mom, their dad and husband's legs crushed in a construction accident. It's about money for a single mother who was prescribed multiple medications without regard for their damaging interaction and is now seriously brain damaged. Yes, to the Sanders Law Firm, it is about the money. Money to compensate you for your pain and your suffering. The Sanders Law Firm, fixing the problems of families throughout the tri-state area. Call 1-800-684-1810 for a free consultation. That's 1-800-684-1810. Or log on to thesandersfirm.com. The Sanders Law Firm. Experienced. Relentless. Passionate. We will fight to make them pay. The Dogs in Danger Radio Hour. Honest talk, even when it bites. On AM 970, The Apple. Here are your hosts, Alex and Brenda. Well, we're back on live on the air from the studios in New York City. Brenda, what's going on with that poll that's on our Facebook page right now? Uh, the poll is still overwhelmingly in support of dogs and cafes. Uh, we have uh, over, we have about seventy people favoring it, and still the same number of four opposing it. So, so I guess by that decision, we've just amended the New York yeah. State law. I surely because hope so. It, right? <laughs> and, if only uh, it was that easy. And dogs are now allowed in cafes. Everybody go out there. It's a beautiful day. Bring your dog in. No, no, don't no, listen to me. Don't, don't listen <laughs> I will to only get you into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to move on now to um, some emails and Facebook comments um, that people have sent in to us. Um, Jody uh, writes, I live in Austin, Texas, and this has been an ongoing issue for years. It seems the market has spoken by increasingly frequently those eatery, frequenting those eateries where their dogs are welcome. As long as the dogs are well-behaved, I don't see a problem with it. Those that do have issue with it, well, there are plenty of other places to go eat. And Rachel says, I think that it should be up to the owner of the cafe to decide, not the government. Sounds good to me, both of those. Yeah. And, uh, okay, uh, now we want to move on to the, uh, the two featured dogs of the day. Um, first one, um, sponsored by Mary Jo. Urgent Howie is in Vermilion Parish, Kaplan, Louisiana. And the shelter writes, dogs at this pound can be killed any day, anytime. Hungry Howie is a very scared miniature pincher. He's two to three years old. Please help him get, a, get, please help him get out alive. Hurry, this dog is at the local pound and will be killed for lack of space. And, and, and if you call. have trouble figuring out a way to get Hungry Harry out of Louisiana, send us an email at Howie. info at dogsindanger.com. The Radio Hour webpage on the Dogs in Danger website has links to all the dogs that we talk about on, the sh- on each week's show for more information. And um, the telephone number, if you can help, is 337-643-3160 to call the shelter directly. He's adorable. BTW. Yeah. Breaks my heart to see them so scared like that. Okay. Uh, next dog we have is Hogan, and Hogan is at Delano, California. Uh, D- in Delano, California, Del... Delano Animal Shelter. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Delano. Delano. Okay, sorry. And uh, they're calling him a shepherd mix. Uh, he's he's. Uh, he, I'm not sure what he's mixed with, uh, but he's adorable. He's got a happy smile on his face and a big tongue hanging out. And um, the shelter writes, Hi, I'm Hogan, and I'm going to tell you why you should adopt me. I'm 12 to 14 week old male shepherd mix. 
I'm just a baby, very cute and sweet one at that. I love people, love to be petted and played with and given treats. I'm great with other dogs. I share a kennel with a few, and we all get along very well. Cats are good, too, because I'm just a baby, and I think everything is fun. I'm going to be a big guy, but I'm smart and very willing to learn so you can teach me and always be proud of me. And that's the Delano Animal Shelter. And you can call them at 661-721-3377 and ask for Glenda. And, uh, Brenda, let's remind our listeners that uh, behind all the levity we talk about sometimes here and some of the subjects that we take on, there's some serious stuff going on at dogsindanger.com, okay? The website is all about breaking your heart. And, um, you know, it's okay to break your heart as long as you save a life along the way. So please be our guest and go to dogsindanger.com. There are literally thousands of dogs fighting for their lives right now. So, guys. Right now and every day. Yeah, and it's every day. It's a pain, day. painful reality for sure, but uh, we believe people have a right to know uh, where those dogs are and who's running out of time. Right. So, go to dogsindanger.com, look at the dogs, follow their histories, follow their lives, follow what happens to them. It's, it's really quite, a, quite an exhibition of nature, really. Um, you don't have this kind of thing happening with human beings, obviously, but, uh, but we do with dogs. Unfortunately, we do with dogs. Um, and if you can't figure out, you know, here I am in New York listening over the air and all these dogs are all over the country and they're telling us to bring dogs in from Louisiana and dogs from California. We can help you. Okay. We can help you. We're there with you guys. So get on the phone if you have to. And then if you hit a roadblock and the shelter won't help you make the arrangements, send us an email. Somebody will get back to you at info at dogsindanger.com. Having said that, thank you again for that, Brenda. We're going to cut back again, and we're going to be back with some final thoughts and our guests, Mike and Alicia. Thank you. More of the Dogs in Danger Radio Hour is on the way on AM 970, The Apple. I'm Brenda Bush, co-founder of Dogs in Danger. For those of us who live with these special creatures, we understand that they're so much more than just dogs. They're faithful companions to the end. They remind us every day that life is precious and brief, full of fleeting joys and missed opportunities. Each year in this country, millions of homeless dogs are killed in shelters. There is a better way, and Dogs in Danger is working to get us there. It's the last chance for these dogs. Dogs in Danger makes it personal, with names and faces of dogs on death row, and brings us all face-to-face with a painful reality. More than 40,000 dogs have been saved with the assistance of Dogs in Danger, but we still have a long way to go. So please, open your heart and wallet to one of the thousands of dogs waiting for a second chance at life. Visit dogsindanger.com and click Donate to help us stop the needless killing of our best friends. Do it now, before they run out of time. Are you in charge of a retail property? Has your storefront glass been vandalized? Look, I've seen my fair share of vandalism and graffiti over the years, and one of the toughest to get out is glass damage. Storefront glass vandalism can lead to el grande bills. But hold your horses. Don't replace your storefront glass until you've called Surface Care. They're the experts in specialty glass restoration. Surface Care can show you that it's easier and a lot less expensive to restore your glass than to replace it. Scratch glass, acid vandalism, or just years of wear and tear on your storefront or lobby glass windows. Call Mark Scott. 
S-O-R at Surface Scan now at 212-972-8847. That's 212-972-8847 for Surface Care, glass restoration services. Do you have a frosty glass window that's old or damaged? Well, Surface Care specializes in frosted glass restoration, too. Concerned about graffiti? Surface Care has a special graffiti security film that can save you thousands of dollars in repairs or replacement. Call Mark Skolar at Surface Care now at 212-972-8847. That's 212-972-8847. Or visit them on the web at SurfaceCareUSA.com. Don't replace your damaged glass. Restore it with the experts at SurfaceCareUSA.com. I don't know about you, but my daily commute just wasn't doing it for me anymore. I was looking for that extra something, that extra oomph, and I found it in the 2010 Subaru Legacy sedan. If you're considering buying a sedan, you owe it to yourself to check out the all-wheel drive Legacy. Take it for a spin. It's totally redesigned for 2010 with a new dynamic drive. It hugs the corners and grips the road. It feels really balanced. And it gets 31 miles per gallon on the highway. That's better mileage than many front-wheel drive cars. And I didn't even know Subaru made an all-wheel drive sedan. Don't you want that extra something? Hurry in and test drive the all-wheel drive 2010 Subaru Legacy today. Ask about our low-rate financing or special lease programs. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. The Subaru Legacy starts at 20715 Visit your New York or New Jersey Subaru dealer for a test drive today. Or call 1-800-WANT-AWD for more details. EPA fuel estimates for the 2010 Subaru Legacy 2.5i with CVT up to 31 highway. Actual mileage may vary. I gotta tell you, you'll love your new Subaru. No fleas on us. The Dogs in Danger Radio Hour on AM 970, the Apple. Here are your hosts, Alex and Brenda. Well, we're back live. And I want to thank, we just have a few minutes here, and I want to thank Mike and Alicia for coming on this beautiful Sunday, uh, taking their time out to come into the studios. Mike uh, and Alicia, tell us, what can the people do to make a change for your restaurant as well as the rest of the state that we care so much about? Basically, if you want to support Coffee Labs and our cause, you could write Dr. Archibald, the Westchester County Health Commissioner. She's in New Rochelle, and that's Dr. Archibald. She is the commissioner, and if you want to show support, send her a supportive letter. Nothing nasty, though. They've been real helpful. Dr. Archibald at where again? The Westchester County Board of Health. That's it. Yep. Westchester County She's Board of Health. She's the commissioner. Now, we are going to be tracking what happens, and uh, you're going to be calling us and telling us, give it, giving us an update on what happens and if they give you the variants. And if they do, you're going to be buying us lattes, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. There you go. And I'll have a latte and an espresso, by the way. That's fine. As long as it's free, I'm doubling up. With my dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, next week, thank you very much, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Next week's show is going to be a phenomenal show. Have you ever thought and asked yourself, does my dog think? Have you ever thought, well, forget about thinking. Have you ever wondered when he looks at you with those weird looks in certain situations? Have you said, what's is he thinking? What's he really feeling? Do they think? Do they have intelligence? Next week's show is going to be about dog intelligence. The latest research out there and some of the discoveries and some of the hosts, some of the people we're going to have on the show are, I think, going to blow your mind. If you want to think of dogs as just little doofuses, don't listen to our show. This is not the show for you. But if you want to listen to what really dogs is, what's going on behind the eyes of a dog, you owe it to yourself to tune in. 1 o'clock next Sunday.
Yeah, and and it's it, it's not just about you know can they add two plus two, but but all kinds of implications and and discussion of uh, social intelligence and what what do they learn from us? How do they learn from us? How they interpret uh, our our body language, uh, in addition to lots of other things in in judging their intelligence. Some fascinating research, and we're going to have some interesting guests uh, who are leading that research to talk to us about it. So, and uh, we keep coming up with these iconic subjects. Who's the brilliant mind behind that? I'm thinking it's one of the dogs in our house, although we have an ongoing debate over who the smartest dog in the house is. I've been fascinated with this subject for the longest time, and it's uh, it's great that we got the opportunity to have to do the diligence because we have this radio show, and now we have to do the diligence. Right. Otherwise, it was just sort of puffery up in the air. Oh, he's really smarter than your dog. I mean, was, how often do you say that? It was you know? just dinner conversation until now. Now we're putting some real research into it. Yeah, Mike is looking at me, and he's he's smiling. What are you smiling at? My dog's smarter than your honor roll student. <laughs> hey, I have that bumper sticker. I love that sticker. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think that's a, great, that's a great note to end on. Yeah, in the background you hear the, the famous song, so that we're going to say bye again. We're going to go out there and enjoy the sun. I hope you guys all do the same. We're going to an outdoor cafe. And bring a bunch of lobsters with us. Yes. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. This is Alex and Brenda from the Dogs in the Injured Radio Hour saying um, hasta la vista. next time. Thank you. Talk to you next week. WNYM, Hackensack, the talk of New York. AM 970, The Apple. Streaming now at AM 970, theapple.com.